Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Thank you for joining us on the cheap seats. As we bring you the best bits from a big week of news. With a very special guest, Aussie music royalty and friend of the show, Miff Water. Titus O'Reilly, Mel Trasina, what else? Also tonight, Winnie the Pooh turns serial killer. It's <laughs> <laughs> made Eeyore more depressed. Okay. So. Coming up after Bob the Bomb Builder, so that is <laughs> not worth a look. But it's been a big week, Mel, the start of a new season. Which one? Final season. Cyclone season. Selling season. Thunderstorm season. General election season. Oyster fishing season. Paralysis tick season. It's ram raid season. <laughs> Remember, ladies, summer bodies are made in ram raid season. Yes, that's so true. But the big breaking news from overnight... We'll be bringing you live coverage of the announcement of the new Prime Minister. Live coverage of the new UK Prime Minister. And when we say live coverage... <laughs> I think they've had a spoonful of LSD, by the look at that. Doing there. Well, this morning we woke up to a new British Prime Minister. It all happened at a Conservative Party meeting with all the big names. The observant amongst you will have noticed James Cleverly uh, going in. That is not James Cleverly at all. Uh, that is Bill Cash. But James Cleverly did go in. <laughs> James Cleverly came in on an umbrella. Um... In the end, it came down to two candidates, Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss. But last night we got the final confirmation. So there you go, Liz Truss has been to this shop, she did have some German cheese. Great. Right. We'll follow that story. Liz Truss was the winner and what a victory speech. I know that we will deliver, we will deliver, we will deliver. And we, and we, and we will deliver. Yeah, I think we got it, I think we do get it. Delivering some German cheese. Yeah, right. So Liz Truss is now the new party leader, the new Prime Minister. And the new resident at Number 10 Downing Street. Uh, this is... Uh, that was the live picture of Number 10 Downing Street with someone with a backpack going in. <laughs> she will deliver, she will deliver. Of course, the big event back home, the National Jobs and Skills Summit in Canberra. Where Australia's best and brightest... Struggled with their microphones. We still can't hear you. <laughs> no. I can see the skills shortage. Yeah, right. Well, everyone was there, the Prime Minister. The Treasurer. Industry experts. Who else? The first dog, Toto. Okay. Misha coming to attend the upper dog house. Yeah. Which is, uh... First dog is what I called my high school boyfriend. So, <laughs> of course... And he's here tonight. <laughs> Well, everyone came to Canberra representing different groups. The Business Council of Australia, the Australian Education Union, the National Employer Association, District 12 and the Hunger Games. Okay, great. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence looks different there. Yes. Yeah. It was two days of important conversation. And I've been given this amazing opportunity to just briefly set the scene for that conversation. So let me start by saying this. Bye, Albo. <laughs> Apparently the first dog had done its first crap, so in fairness. And after two days of debate and discussion, an important announcement. It is now officially lunchtime. <laughs> what was on the menu? The first dog, Toto. <laughs> 
Now the, now the first hot dog, so... <laughs> a meeting of industry leaders or a prep class. Every single one of us in this room, and I am looking at all of you, and some of you are making eye contact. I'm looking at you over there, Scott. <laughs> some of you guys could make a bit of eye contact as well. <laughs> Look, it's, all about, it's about all sides, Mel, coming together, collaborating. And if we can do that, if this group can do that, we'll have a lot more trampolines. <laughs> to hear back about the monkey bars. Yes. <laughs> For the jobs and circus skills, Summit. Still, Mel, the message from the Summit couldn't be clearer. What I'm here to say is that you know, if innovation and job creation were a sport, then agricultural innovation would be swimming. <laughs> Perfect sense. Yes. <laughs> and the unemployed would be skateboarding, I think. <laughs> Still, so many takeaways from the Summit. Thank you, everyone, and that is afternoon tea time. Sorry. <laughs> the food and wine festival. Let's just focus on the main achievement. But I do want to start with my highlights from yesterday. Was a selfie with Dylan Alcott. <laughs> and after that, lunch. Yes. Well, many speakers spoke about... Digital skills. Digital literacy. Access to digital training. I have one other point, but my phone isn't recognising my face. We're doing digital training. It is recognising Dylan. One of the main topics was childcare. Billionaire Aaron Forrest made a clear case. Can we please have early childhood development in early in uh, affordable early affordable? Oh. That was a sport. It would be drowning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good to see. Good to see Aaron Forrest, uh, the brother of Andrew Forrest. Did I say the wrong name? Yeah. Oh, who cares? <laughs> this is why we need childcare development. Let's go to Senator David Pocock. Is that his name? One of the things I thought had real consensus was increasing paid parental leave to 26 years. 26 years? Wow. Barnaby Joyce never have to work. Yeah, just just long enough to get dumped by Leonardo DiCaprio. So yeah. that's but one of the suggestions is for kids as young as 13 to enter the workforce. You want kids to learn money, you know, how work to... Ethic. Have, work ethic. Work ethic, how to deal with customers and so on. Welding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they made a good point. Nothing Couldn't wrong with 13-year-olds doing a few hours' work on a Saturday. Absolutely. Yep. Mm. Down at uh, the abattoir. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Kids these days wouldn't know a bloody carcass if it hit them in the face. <laughs> Just got to get back to basics. The opposition weren't there. Where were they instead? I'm in Lismore. I'm talking to real people no, in you're the real in Sydney. world. You're in Sydney. That's Sydney CBD behind you. I was in Lismore right yesterday. Now. I was in. I was in. I was in Lismore yesterday. No, that's the Lismore Opera House. <laughs> Still, at least we're talking about cost of living here in Australia. Back in Britain, it was missing from Liz Truss's speech. We almost never heard the actual words. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, what was the word? <laughs> That'll do. We've got to take a break. Back with more in the cheese seats. Let's get the latest from the 10 newsroom. Contract talks at a standstill for the Bulldog. Coming up in 10 years first. 
After the break, the perfect smoky eye. Oh, right. <laughs> well, this week saw another big week of strikes across the country. The New South Wales train strike continues to affect commuters. Uh, hello there. How are you going? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Yep. Daniel Duty from Studio 10. We're live on telly. How was your commute coming into the city today? Slow. Okay, right. <laughs> so many strikes this week, Mel. The rail union, nurses, teachers. Even this reporter wants to walk off the job. Both parties were out in full force today, accusing each other of not taking, uh, doing enough action. But it's leaving locals uh, out in the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's not doing enough action. Yes. <laughs> Still, though, the message from striking workers across the country is simple. You can take your wage freeze and shove it up our ass. <laughs> now... <laughs> we, we all heard that. <laughs> Trust a nurse that doesn't know about the right orifices. Yes. You know? Seriously, go fuck ourselves. <laughs> what are they talking about? What are they doing? <laughs> well, worker wages and conditions were a big topic at the Jobs and Skills Summit where a major announcement was made. Lunch is ready for you. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it's just one big food festival. It wasn't all lunches and afternoon teas, all right? We also have the dinner. The okay. <laughs> and we know what to do with dinner. Shove it up, Hara. Yes, exactly. Well, well said. Well, now, the cost of living crisis... Should be on Celebrity Masterchef next year, by the way. Now, the cost of living crisis continues to hit home. Thankfully, Sunrise are giving away money and something much weirder. You have won $10,000 worth of groceries. Thank you. Oh, we have a little something for you as a surprise. Oh, got a I mean, she paid them $10,000 to stop. What are they doing? <laughs> Food prices are soaring, as Senator Jackie Lambie explains. Right now, the cost of living is going through the roof. Energy prices are going through the roof. I mean, people are buying chicken instead of meat. That's where we're at. <laughs> Don't think she's working at the abattoir. <laughs> well, speaking of chickens, you might remember... <laughs> Last week, we showed you this. Morning, hi there. Good morning, morning. Jane. Now, Jane, you've got a, uh, a chicken called Korma that's under the weather. <laughs> it's now under the griller. <laughs> that was a chicken called Korma that was feeling under the weather. Of course, the official verdict was... Is she feeling better or...? I feel that she's depressed. <laughs> so that's Beth Lee Crowther, the pet psychic. Well, this week... We got a message. Mel and Tim, I've been having a look at your dogs and I've been communicating with them to find out all about them and you. I might be communicating with a lawyer. What is going on? So that is Beth Lee Crowther, Mel, the pet psychic who offered to do a psychic reading on our pets. So naturally, we said... Shove it up, Harry! No, no, we didn't. We said yes. So Beth, the pet psychic, has agreed to give our dogs a reading. So here's your dog, Jessie. That's Jessie. Oh. Yeah, she's a couch-a-doodle. Uh... <laughs> what Beth says. Jessie is amusing and funny, always makes you laugh. 
Someone in the family has to. Well, <laughs> I'm sensing you're a jerk. <laughs> I'm sensing. Well, Mel, now here's your dog, Charles. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was a way cuter response there. <laughs> Let's see what Beth says. I do pick up that at times he gets some earache. Earache? What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yabbering on? <laughs> I mean, is that all? And also that he feels a little bit bored. Wow. Okay. So oh, your dog has an earache and feels bored. Oh, my Charles, you're such a knock. <laughs> <laughs> I sympathise and I only spent an hour with you. But... <laughs> Well, Beth apparently has another update for you and Charles. I do feel there's some new property investments from you, from what Charles shows me, and I do get the area of New South Wales. What? How good was Charles and his going? <laughs> <laughs> he's going through my finances. <laughs> we, we should point out this is financial advice of a general nature. Um, <laughs> for more personal advice, speak to a qualified shih tzu. Uh, <laughs> how that works. What about Tim and Jesse? Yeah. I do feel that coming up into the future for you, there is some disruption what? and even some house uh, relocation. What? So don't fear it. So I'm getting an investment property, you're getting evicted. <laughs> is your dog my new landlord? What's going on? Well, is there anything else from Tim's dog, Jesse? Uh, I see the name of Anne when I communicate with Jesse, so maybe that's somebody you already know. Okay. <laughs> this is weird. Anne is my mum's name. Oh. I mean, if it was really my mum, the next names would be Smirnoff and Benson and Hedges, but <laughs> that is bizarre. How does, how does she know my mum's name? I don't know. <laughs> Sensing we should move on. Well, excitingly, Beth isn't just a pet psychic. She's also a people psychic and she's done a reading for our very own Melanie Bracewell. This one is for you, Mel. Uh, actually, two cards have fallen out onto the table. Uh, the first one is be your authentic self. You don't have to pretend to be anybody else. And there certainly is some exciting stuff coming into the future where I feel a new offer and opportunity is imminent. What? Unfortunately, the next card does say pilot week. Yeah. So... <laughs> I hope you don't get the 10-page card, because that is... Well, Beth's got some cards for you oh. too, Tim. Let's have a look. We do have taking the view. Now, this can come out when somebody is very stressed and they need a break. I'm stressed because I'm homeless and Mel's dog is my landlord. <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course I'm stressed. <laughs> Well, a big thank you to Beth Lee Crowther, the pet psychic. You can find out more about Beth at www.psychicbeth.com. That's right. Well, moving on, and it's time to see what's happening this week. So it's time to... Pencil it in! Amazing. This is where we grab our diaries and pencil in some big events for the week. <laughs> You've got your eviction in there? Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is your dog's diary, by the way. <laughs> there you go, loan approval meeting. <laughs> but we need some events to fill up the diary. Where do we start? Well, let's head to New South Wales for the Tamworth Show, where there are fierce competitions. One of today's judges sharing a special tip for anyone who might be on the fence about entering next year. If no-one else enters, 
you're halfway there of winning a prize. <laughs> That's you for the Logies next year yeah. now. Good luck. <laughs> Well, let's head to Queensland for the River Fire Fireworks Show, which kicked off... Did you lose a pen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little, little clip that I had on the end of my finger, and then I went like this, and it flew away. Yeah, I can see why Charles is bored. <laughs> let's head to Queensland for the River Fire Fireworks Show, which kicked off the Brisbane Festival. This year, it's kicking everything off. What a way to get it underway. And what a way to get it underway. What a way you can say that again for those. Can we just go back to that? Um, I mean, that's the kind of repetition you expect from someone called Grace Grace. <laughs> <laughs> what a way! What a way to get it underway. For those who don't know, it's a festival that combines pyrotechnics with product placement. Welcome to Riverfire by Australian Retirement Trust. Riverfire by Australian Retirement Trust. Thanks to 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 Australian Retirement Trust. Thank you to Australian Retirement Trust. Retirement, Australian Retirement Trust. can take your sponsorship and shove it up our arms. No. Apparently that's your dog's superannuation again. Look, it's a big fireworks night. Thankfully, conditions were perfect. The best of the Brisbane art scene. Looks a little windy, though, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> windy and frosty. Yes. Well, the event that I had my eye on this week was Dreamhack in Melbourne. It's Dreamhack. It's a major gaming event that was held this week. We'll let one of the competitors explain. You could say something like Jinx flashes the tower, picks up the penta, takes out the inhibitor, and it was all made possible due to the Baron buff. My lord. <laughs> okay, I need a psychic. What's going on there? Well, we do it better here at the cheap seats. We sent an actual expert, what? me, what? to check it all out. Dreamhack Melbourne for one of the biggest gaming events of the year as your host of the Chief Seats and also as gaming correspondent. You can play video games or I guess just come in to have a trim. You guys look amazing. Obviously you guys are dressed as characters from League of Legends. I'm come dressed as comedian Melanie Bracewell. So you guys have come dressed as paramedics. And you've come dressed as a bin. But I'm actually here in a professional capacity because I take my gaming very seriously. Which is why I've taken on the role of coaching an esports team. Look at the nerds go. Alright, let's meet the team. I'm Gohan. Sorry. Bandit NZ. My name is Gypsy. <laughs> what up? <laughs> That's Chilbo. As coach, I'm just checking to see all the settings are right. Good boy. Looks good to me. And how did the Halo tournament go? Um, you know, it's not really about winning. <laughs> So that was the Halo tournament. You were the coach. I was. How did the team go? They didn't make it past the pool play, or past the, the open bracket, but they did very well. I really got into the spirit of it. I genuinely, yeah. I got really amped. I was going, get down and yeah. give me 20 headshots, you know. It was, it was wild. Good on you. Thank you. Keep being your authentic self. <laughs> fantastic. Dreamhack for having me. Who else? Thanks to Australian Retirement oh, yeah, Trust. Yeah, well, that, no, we've got to take a break back with more of the team right after this. Welcome back. Time to check into
into the weird and wonderful world of all things arts and entertainment, thanks to Australian Retirement Trust. <laughs> Would you please welcome to the desk from Nova FM, Mel Tresina! <laughs> Lovely to see you, Mel. Thank you. What's been happening this week, Mel? All right, let's start with Farmer Wants a Wife, which kicked off on Sunday night on 7, and we met city girl Gabrielle, who was keen to let us know what she has to offer. I would describe myself as smart, funny and... See, I want three, because three just sounds better, but I don't... I'm, I'm, stubbed. I'm done. It's smart and funny. Like, that's all I've got. <laughs> I feel like a smart person would be able to think of a third. I'm nervous she didn't say pilot. She's... <laughs> <laughs> the I think the three words might be light plane crash. <laughs> uh, we also met Ariel, who put her flirting skills to the test. So, I've been dusting up some of my pickup lines. Oh, have you? Um, for this oh, moment. Oh. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, far away. Um, Absolutely. Did you fart because you've blown me away? <laughs> wow. I think you've blown your chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Farmer Ben is looking for love and he already knows what he's after. A lot of people tell you as a, as a male yeah. to always pick your wife. Mm -hmm. That's a lot like your mother. Oh. <laughs> Farmer wants a mother. Coming soon to 7 Plus. <laughs> I've always found that to be a bit true, though. <laughs> I've always been attracted to chain-smoking alcoholics. What has happened? We met Lisa, a salon owner, who had a surprise for Farmer Ben. So I wrote a little poem for you the other night. <laughs> Farmer Ben, um, from the moment I watched your video, I rated you as a 10. Um, a good country farmer is totally my thing. Then looking at, at your handsome face makes my heart sing. <laughs> I, I love poetry. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially ones that come out of the bra. Apparently that wasn't the... I mean, the original verse was, a uh, good country farmer is totally my thing. I've made you a suit out of dead human skin. <laughs> Was, his mum was Oscar Wilde. Oh, right. <laughs> so come on, let's give this... Let's give this a shot before we move to a special time slot. All right, I can, I can move it on. I, I got that from Mel's dog. <laughs> Incredible. To seven now with My Kitchen Rules grand final taking place during the week. And couple Janelle and Monzi decided to go simple with their dish. Our entree is kebabs. I feel like a lot of people will see kebabs as a casual kind of dining food. That's nothing special. But to us, it's special. It's a Turkish dish that I would probably have every Sunday. At 2 a.m.? Mm. <laughs> Followed by the amazing race to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, we just celebrated Father's Day over the weekend, and I'm a sucker for Better Homes and Gardens, who gave us some great advice for marking the occasion. This Father's Day dish proves that sometimes a sausage vest is a good thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Especially on Father's yeah. Day. Yes. Actually, sausage vest with dad. <laughs> Reminds me of a poem. Have we got time? <laughs> Gogglebox continues here on 10 with the Gogglebox's and Anastasia all noticing one thing. Or should I say two? Thank you so much for getting us in. Oh, I mean, you could prop a few pens in there. You could park a bicycle in there. <laughs> I must admit, I flashed my titties a bit when I was showing houses. <laughs> Is 
that where Charles gets all his yeah. uh, real estate <laughs> advice as well? Yeah. <laughs> you may remember the ABC's Old People's Home for four-year-olds, where young kids and the elderly were brought together to see if they can improve each other's lives. Well, there's a new series, but this time with a slightly different demographic. This time, in a global first, we're testing whether older people can be assisted by the most notoriously difficult demographic there is. Teenagers. We're going to meet some older people. <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Uh, in the first step, we find out about each participant and why they want to be part of the experiment. What are you looking for? In here? E well, I'm hoping somebody will discover me for an eccentric role in Midsummer Murders. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hide the knives while he's there. I think it's more the spin-off Midsummer Natural Causes. Oh, right. <laughs> Pairing up, they did an icebreaker where they had to share their fears and it sounds like the different generations might not be on the same page. Yeah, I'm really scared of cows. Cows? Yeah, well, that's different. What are you afraid of? Well, I'm basically afraid of, of having a stroke. <laughs> and, and donkeys. I mean, it's, they're both terrifying. Having a stroke is what you can do at a sausage fest. <laughs> Uh, that's Philip. He is fast becoming my favourite on the show for moments like this. And have you thought of what you want to be when you actually do leave school? Or? Um, either a vet or a tattoo artist. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> he could be in our audience, by the way. <laughs> Way to kill her dreams. <laughs> just finally, you know I'm a sucker for a pet show, which is why I got super excited when I discovered ITV's The Pet Show. And in this episode, we saw a heartwarming moment where a woman was reunited with her pet cat, Fluffy. Ready? Do you feel quite nervous? How do you feel? Um. Yeah, I um, don't really know how I feel. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, he got her little fluffy cheeks and her fluffy tail. And her eyes are the same. <laughs> At one point when the cat was in the box, it was both alive and dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is a tough mystery box as well, just quietly. <laughs> Did they get pantry staples? <laughs> Uh, and that's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresino! <laughs>
And it was actually months later she said on Instagram, I'm pregnant, you know, and I'm this far along. And everyone went back and went, wow, that meant she was playing pregnant. Yeah, wow. And she didn't even mention it. And so everyone was amazed. Michael Jordan once had the flu in a basketball game. It got He told everyone. It got talked about the whole time. Documentaries have been made about how this guy played with the flu and got through it. Wow. And, like, but, yeah, but Sarita does it, just no mention, just gets on with it. So that's what she's been like the whole time. So it's just been a, she's been an absolute champion. I mean, technically that's playing doubles, though, isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? Is it against <laughs> It is. She's been investigated. Um, now, to the men's side of the draw, Caroline Wilson, she's got a firm favourite, it would be fair to say. US Open tomorrow morning, Thanasi Kokonakis and Nick Kyrgios. Who's going to win? ABK, anyone but Kyrgios. Although oh. Kokonakis starts with K as well, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. All right. No, not, not Kyrgios. Just, just hates the K's, really. What, what, what did they say his name was? Kokonakis. OK, I can see how I misheard that. <laughs> uh, in fairness to Nick, he is inspiring the next generation. Fever when he's really? <laughs> really? That kid's uh, just been uh, nominated for the Republican Party. Um, <laughs> now, golf, moving on to golf, it's currently ripping itself apart. There's a bit of a civil war going on between the PGA and a new Saudi backed uh, league called Live Golf, and they're going head to head trying to sign all the biggest stars. This week, Cameron Smith, who's Australian, signed with the Rebel League. If I was his dad and he came home and said, Look, someone's offered me 120 million US dollars to play golf, uh, 12 tournaments a year for the next three years, you'd send him to, to a psychiatrist if he said no. <laughs> so he's getting hundreds of millions of dollars to play 12 tournaments, basically. So that's Channel 10 money right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, the CEO of Live Golf is Greg Norman, and yes. he's a master at promotion. Uh, who could forget this? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually my screensaver. <laughs> re reaching for the three. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what he was even promoting there. Now, if uh, naked Greg Norman doesn't get you going, and why wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> Fest. Yeah, <laughs> sausage fest, Greg Norman style. Well, you'll love this. It's official. As of tomorrow, live tour players will be on the wear shorts. What a revolution in golf! I'm just he's wearing something. <laughs> uh, now the AFL finals were on the weekend, yes. and Channel 9's Tony Jones was thrilled to be amongst the fans. And a huge Richmond contingent has made its way from Melbourne, and uh, they'll certainly not be without their support. And you can see a few idiots have turned up as well. Good on you, mate. Grow up. Such a man of the people. <laughs> now, after the game, Brisbane celebrated their win over Richmond with Mitch Robinson's teammate sneaking up and removing his rat tail. He's dead now. Um, <laughs> I just... <laughs> to be honest, it's funny and all, but that is disrespecting his bogan culture. 
And underneath that hat is a well, is a one is just a rat tail. It's a one rat tail. I'd be thrilled to be able to grow a rat tail. Titus has got like a ratatouille type situation. <laughs> now, uh, to local footy in Tasmania, and there were technical problems with the recording of the national anthem. They're all standing there. So veteran sports broadcaster and ground announcer Peter G just decided to step in. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're having a little bit of trouble with the national anthem, so could you all perhaps join with me to sing Australia's national anthem? <laughs> it's not going to, is it? That's off. It's Yeah, Husey thought it was Beyonce singing. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get, through, didn't get through the full thing. Someone cut his rat tail off. So yeah, that's amazing. Now, a favourite on the cheap seats is commentators going through puberty while calling a match. Ethan Ryan with the take. Beats the first man. Ethan Ryan sets off. He's got men centre field. Look right there. He's got a score team for the Robins. Underneath the pills. Robins the Rovers strike from deep. Well, speaking of being off key, can we just check in on that anthem? <laughs> good was that? From Titus O'Reilly! Welcome back to the Chiefs Days. Time for all the latest music news. Get ready to rock. MTV VMA. Music Awards. Harry's got style. Little Nas X. Madonna. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. The rock and Roll Band. The Foo Fighters. Lizzo. Beyonce. And Kiss. And the VMA goes to... Who better to take us all through it than Aussie music royalty and friend of the show, Miff Warhurst! Hello. to see you, Miff. Thanks for coming here. on. Yeah, great to be back. Well, we're always surprised when people come on the show. <laughs> we're more surprised when they come back on the show. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. It Thank is you a... for paying me, yeah. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Miff. Lots happening in the world of music. So many, you know, amazing major music performances. Sorry, that's not quite the right one. But it's been a big, big week in the world of music. Yeah, it sure has. Uh, at the VMAs, just a few days ago, Taylor Swift announced that she's got a new record on the way. Another one. She's so prolific. This one's called Midnight's. It'll be out in October. Based on the Cheap Seats broadcast schedule. Yeah. <laughs> um, as part of the promo, she posted this on her Instagram. And there we go. Did you need something? I have to show you something, what I do. Um, Okay. Oh. Wow. All right. You know, those are the exact curtains I'd expect from a multi-millionaire. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, that Taylor, you know, most people would spend millions of dollars to make something go viral online. Taylor's just got her shorts on that she's gone up to the shop with to get some milk and just gone, here we go, have a couple of records. She's apparently signed with Liv Golf. That's where the shorts <laughs> <laughs> 
this album is called Midnight's because it's stuff that she wrote at midnight. Is That's that, right. that the essence of it? Well, yeah, late well night tales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it would just be texts that say stuff like, you up? <laughs> I was actually thinking about that. I was, <laughs> I was thinking, like, what, what are they going to be about? I know it'll probably be about exes. We don't know too many details about what the songs are about. It'll be lots of personal info, no doubt, and, and Swifty fans will be loving it. But, um, yeah, I just kind of thought if I was to write songs about when I'm up at midnight, it'd be like, can you please move over? You're on my side of the bed. <laughs> how long? Song, song titles like, how long can I scroll <laughs> before, like, this has gone on too long? It's, it wouldn't be very interesting put, if it was Put my the bottle down, Mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Mum. <laughs> Tonight. Oh, she wouldn't be poor if she stopped spending money on <laughs> booze and cigarettes. No, I love you, Mum. But speaking of families, yeah. um, the Foo Fighters, we saw an amazing musical performance from a famous Foo Fighters family. Absolutely. Over the weekend, the Foo Fighters held a tribute concert for Taylor Hawkins, who sadly passed away a little while back, and there were just so many incredible moments. This one with Taylor Hawkins' 16-year-old son playing the drums on the song My Hero. It was a beautiful moment. It's been all over the internet, people crying and just I think I think you see the real power of of music and, and its power to help people heal. So that was a beautiful concert. There was a whole lot of artists that performed this concert. Uh, Paul McCartney was there. We had the Pretenders, a whole bunch of acts, including Queen, who performed this particular song. What? So that song, what's that song? <laughs> I know, that's the thing. They they had five songs and they chose to play that one. Oh I'm God. in love it's, with my car. I'm in love with my it's car. It's bad when the whole crowd's getting out Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> the B-side to Bohemian Rhapsody and that would be probably why you never listen to it oh because... No. So just to be clear, one of the greatest songs of all time, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. and the B-side to that was I'm in love with my car. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Fair, this show is a B-side to the project. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> back to music. Back to music. Back to, back yeah. to music and... Well, to promote her brand new album, which is called Finally Enough Love, Madonna posted a video on her YouTube channel which was answering 50 questions, kind of like the Vogue magazine 73 questions thing that yes. they do where it's just rapid-fire stuff. And, and true to form... True to Madonna, it was uh, decidedly kooky. Any recent book recommendations? Have you read my sex book? Have you personally approved all of the remixes you have released across your career? Have you met me? Are you going on tour next year with your 50 greatest club hits? A greatest hits kind of concert. Do you want me to go on tour? <laughs> Do, does she want to answer a question? Because <laughs> those are usually like, it's like a Vogue magazine thing. Yeah. There's like a guy asking the questions. Mm. She seems to have gotten like Microsoft Sam. <laughs> <laughs> The and what was her sex book? Her sex book? <laughs> Have you not seen it? Oh my god, you are a baby. Well, what, what was it? 
okay. sex is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is awkward, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was a whole book of photographs of her and various other celebrities in the t of the time in the 90s in various states of undress performing various states of, I think, simulated sex acts. So yeah. Instagram? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, I, now I get it. Now I understand. Well, speaking of books, yes. ladies and gentlemen, Miff Warhurst has a book. <laughs> a sex book. <laughs> no, this is one you read, not do other things with. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Oh God, you get a paper cut. <laughs> This is, this, is, this is a new book. I think it's your story, yeah. Time of My Life. Time of My Life, and it's obviously the name of, of, a, of a song that came from the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing. But what I've done is use music as a step-off point to tell stories about my life. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun delving back into the past. Spicks and Specs, currently on at the moment. Been fun getting the old band back together? Yeah, it's been fantastic, actually. And, and this year we got to do it in front of an audience, which is good. No, no COVID restrictions. So back to normal, and it was... Heaps of fun, although I had to miss an episode because I got COVID, which is, you know, doing it in front of, of an audience is page one of Madonna's six books. Next new book, Time of My Life, is out in October, and you can catch her on Spicks and Specs on Sunday night. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank me for her? <laughs>《Tasmania》Australian Signals Directorate History on a special 50-cent piece, tangled in ciphers and jumbled letters and encrypted message. There's a challenge out there to see who can correctly break all the layers. For one 14-year-old Tasmanian boy, it took just one hour. Okay, great! <laughs> it was a message that said, nerd! <laughs> Says the coach of a Halo team. <laughs> Actually, can we just get an explanation of what that code means? Nick Cavaretta also cracked it. The first word of the clue into that cipher, and then the key is the second word, and the third word is the key. It's so obvious now. Okay, right. <laughs> so obvious. Meanwhile, over in Rockhampton, they're celebrating the opening of a new pop culture store. With the bar and cafe opening just weeks away, the owners of Millennium want the store to be that little escape from reality that all of us need. Now beam me up, Scotty. That took a 14-year-old one hour Did to it do really? so, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's head to the Lockyer Valley. A peaceful place full of bird songs and wildlife. It's why residents of the Lockyer Valley live here. But lately they've been hearing more of sounds like this. Oh, so peaceful. <laughs> But before we get out of here, can I introduce you to a local legend, Bev, who this week turned 102 with a big fanfare. To celebrate her 102nd birthday. Our kindergarten students were so excited, they thought the Queen was coming, and I did say, well, yes, Bev is the Queen of Jeringong. <laughs> Better than the visit from the Prince Andrew of Jeringong, so... <laughs> It's alright, it's right. she's 102. <laughs> She'll be fine. Now, I thought this reporter, though, was being a little bit harsh. Stumbling into Jeringong. Okay. She's 102. Well, what was her advice? Bev shares her tips for a long lifetime. No smoking. No drinking. 
No bad language. And just <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> 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 next week, right here in the Chiefs. <laughs>